It's your girl, Sophronia Ivory, host of your new favorite show, No Rewinds. No Rewinds because we only got one shot to raise these kids. We got to see it, think about it, then do what we got to do to raise these kids. Let's talk a little bit about AAU life. AAU life is a different world in and of itself. And I'm going to keep it all the way funky with you. You have to be cut from a different cloth in order to hang with the AAU life, okay? AAU is really, it stands for Your Athletic Union, which is basically a a conference, so to speak. Or a lot of people now, they're calling them club teams. Uh, But when people are speaking in general, specifically in, in, in the city of Milwaukee, they say, okay, what what AAU team is your son on or what team is he on? However, AAU is its own conference. It has its own nationals. There's a membership associated with being part of the AAU. They offer insurance for teams and a whole host of other benefits. And AAU in and of itself, they do basketball, track, they do football, they do a bunch of other sports. But uh, the one that I had the most experience with was, was basketball. So my my son got involved with basketball from the time he was in second grade until the time he was in ninth grade. He was on three different teams. And so the AAU life is not for everybody. My friends ask me all the time, especially if they have younger sons and, and daughters that they're interested in getting into sports like, you know, what what team can I go to? What team, you know, What's the best team? How do you like it? Tell me a little bit about it. And they say, oh, okay, I want my son to be in it. But I don't really think that you, you they really understand what it means to be a sports mom, <laughs> especially in, in the black community. My experience is, I mean, you can, you're guaranteed to have a coach that might be late to practice. Um, that coach might call you an hour before and tell you that practice is on 50th and hope or something like that. You think of organized sports and you, you want your child to be on practice on Tuesday, Thursdays and Fridays or whatever day of the week, three or four times a week at the same time at the same location. When you're in any inner city AAU ball, that is not going to happen. Okay. You may be at Washington on Monday. You might be at Vincent on Friday. You might be at another gym on Saturday morning. And you're going to play all across the Midwest, guaranteed, if you're on a real competitive AAU team. But, you know... (laughs) You have to just kind of go with it because for me, it it was a sacrifice and, and I was okay with the shuffling. It does get to be a, a little confusing. It gets to be frustrating until game day. Then those kids get out there on that basketball court and they play like they've been practicing for <laughs> every day for the last month. And sometimes they might not have only had but one practice. I will say that club teams now are, are a little bit more or, organized. At least they're trying to be. 
you know, you might be in a club program and that administration isn't right. It's kind of like politics. It's, it's all politics. Everybody's trying to get that Nike contract, so to speak, or the Adidas contract or whatever else contract is. So they're always trying to recruit the, the top players. And if you don't have a kid that is that athletic or has that that kind of skill set, you, you may feel a little bit slighted in it. But you also have to recognize where your child is and where your child is going. Is is it his dream to play basketball at the collegiate level? If it's not, then, okay, just roll with it. Understand that your son may not be a starter. And sometimes when you go to these games, your son might not even play. And that might be really uncomfortable if you're in Milwaukee and you're traveling to St. Louis to to a tournament and you've driven all this way, you've got a hotel room, and now your son doesn't get off the bench. So you you have to kind of think about that. And, you know, I can remember talking to a couple of friends of mine that were asking about AAU for for their sons. And one told me, oh, I don't want to spend all my time in the gym. And I just point blank told her, this is not for you then, because we play a minimum of of two times a month. Uh, So every other weekend, you're playing basketball. And then they might throw another tournament in. It might be a league that they're playing in. So realistically, you might be playing three times a month on the weekends. And the set, and the tournaments will go from Friday to Sunday. Depending on how they do, you might get to go home early. But then you're playing in the league. So the league might be every Thursday at the Boys and Girls Club. So now you're doing the league on Wednesday And then that every other week you're playing Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or just Friday and Saturday. And then you're practicing. So you're you're really doing a lot. You're spending a a lot of time. Is it worth it? I guess that's a question that you have to ask yourself. And some kids weed themselves out because they don't want to work that hard. And if you don't want to work that hard, then maybe you need to find a team that's not as competitive as some of the grassroots and club teams are around the Milwaukee area because these boys are playing and they, they want to play at the collegiate level and there's some really good talent out here. I had another friend that asked me about her grandson to play on an AAU team and so I kind of helped her find a team. The coach emailed her or texted her when the next practice was going to be and she said he had a birthday party. Well, when you're in AAU, you don't have a birthday party without the team. The team is the birthday party. Y'all going to sleep over somebody's house so that in the morning, everybody can get up and load up and meet up at the game. Or you're going to bring the cake to the game and we're going to eat it in between time or something like that. But there are some sacrifices to being in the AAU game. But I think for the for the most part, I was very strategic with my son in, in AAU. So in my family, we grew up that every child in the house had to do something. Whatever it was, you had to do something. I played the piano from the time I was six to I was 18. My son played basketball. And it was very strategic for me because he wanted to play, but then he didn't want to play. Eventually, throughout the years, he decided that he wanted to play football. 
But I told him that you can't play football all year. You can't continue to get hit like that. So until he found something else to do, he had to play basketball. For me, I just don't need you to be at home and play video games all night long because that's not where it's at. It taught my son how to compete on a higher level. What I told him was, you play AAU ball and you're playing against the the top talent across the state in the Midwest and sometimes, you know, wherever we went to play nationally. So you're getting comfortable with competing. You're not being afraid when you see somebody that's good, you still go play. And so because he stayed in AAU for so long, when he played basketball at school, he was already a good player. We didn't have to worry about was he going to have playing time because he could already play better than most of the kids on the school team anyway. And that's usually how it goes for not just basketball, but for all sports. My daughter played volleyball and there was a girl on her team, China. China was really, really good. But then again, China played club volleyball. People think, oh, that, you know, they're at school and they're going to get recruited from school. That No, that's not, gonna, that's not how it happens. The school might be a venue for which the coaches call and they want to talk to that coach. But a lot of times, if they talk to your AAU coach, that, that's where the grit and the grind is. Because from, from my experience, the AAU coaches were always tougher, were always tougher than the school coaches. And so my son got exposed to, this is how black people talk in practice. You might get cussed out. You might. You might not. You might get kicked out of practice. You might not. But you are going to be pushed. Because in AAU, the goal is to win. Everybody want, Every organization in AAU wants to make a name for themselves. Because when they make names for themselves, that's when the Nikes come calling. It did teach him how to compete on a higher level. It taught my son how to function as a team. This AAU team might have been comprised of some inner city kids, some middle class kids. It might be composed of, of some suburban kids. And so he got to experience a bunch of different personalities and to see, okay, I know that this is uh, Tino. So Tino Tino's going to be aggressive. And I know that, you know, this is Eli and Eli is going to be competitive. And then I know that this is Mike. Mike's going to be a little bit in, intimidated by the talent, but but he, he serves his purpose as well. So when you're on an AAU team, you have to kind of scalp out who's who on the team. And where does your child or where do you as a player fit into what's going on here? It's the same thing in life. It's a, it's a transferable skill. But he learned how to to interact with different kids and, and to see what their experiences are compared to his. My kids always, I'm telling you, they always thought that we were the brokest thing on earth. And in all actuality, we weren't. But in their minds... They got to see kids that were a lot less fortunate than we were, kids that he in his mind perceived were the in the same boat 
financially as we were, and then some that were significantly above where we were. It helped him to have a very broad perspective of of friends compared to the friends at school. Um, he, he went to a suburban school. So a lot of those, those kids weren't in AAU. They weren't in any kind of suburban club basketball. Some of them were, but the really good ones were all from the black community. And they had played club ball on some level. And he'll say, you know, hey, that's I played with that guy before. He might not know his name, but he, he knows his face because he's played him so many times in, in different tournaments uh, across the city. So, you know, he, he had the opportunity to to develop friends on his team and off his team. Uh, you know, in between games, all the kids are sitting around talking to one another, seeing what school other everybody go to. They get the little write-ups on Twitter and, and Instagram, and they want to see their name. It was an experience for him. And I think that the one experience that a lot of the kids, especially from the inner city of Milwaukee, will get the opportunity to do is to travel. We had kids on our team that had never even been to Chicago before. We were in Indianapolis, we were in St. Louis, we went to Florida, we went to Dallas, all, all for basketball. And so it gives them an opportunity to travel as a team and not just, you know, 30 minutes up the road. We were spending the night in hotels. They they got to, to become friends. Some were friendlier than others, and, and so it gave him the the ability to see some things that he would not have necessarily seen if we weren't traveling on the AAU basketball team. I think most recently (laughs) they played at the ESPN Sports Complex in Orlando where the NBA bubble is now. He was there two years ago. He felt like, oh, okay, yeah, I've been there before. I played there. That's where the NBA plays. So it it gives the kids a little bit of boost like, oh, I've been there and I've done that before too. It's, it's nice to see. It's really, really nice to see. Not only are, is there a benefit for the kids, but there's also a benefit for the family and for the parents. So for myself as a single parent, it gave me a lot of time to spend with my son. You know, oftentimes we as parents and especially, you know, as a single parent, you know, like, what can I do with my son? I can watch a movie. Um, but this gave us something else to do. And we spent a lot of time together, traveling on the road, going to different games. I'm looking at his body language. I know when he gets tired, how, what does that body look like? And even, you know, just spending it with him where he could have been somewhere getting in trouble. But come on, let's play basketball. Until you find something else where you want to do, we're going to go bounce this ball. Not saying you're going to the NBA because he had no desire. He knew he didn't want to play basketball when he was in the fifth grade. He said he wanted to play football. But, you know, for for me, (laughs) I think, you know, I've watched basketball loosely. But as an AAU mom, I I learned the rules of the game. You know, I, I had to volunteer. Sometimes I was sitting at the score table and looking at how much time and, and learning the rules of the tournament and how many free throws and how much time is in, is in overtime and stuff like that and who's fouling out and you, you keeping the stats. So I learned a lot about the sport where I was able to communicate with my son, not just did you do your homework or clean up your room? Now we had another vehicle of bonding time where we could talk about 
basketball. What happened in the game? What did the coach say? Who filed out? And, you know, helping him and understanding what's going through his mind. It it gave us something to talk about that we both were there and we both experienced in the moment. It is precious time that I could, that, that I'm glad I used it that way. Since, since we've been on, on a bunch of different teams, our last team, which was Cream City, he had a really good coach. And, and that, was, that was part of it is you have to have a really good coach who can connect with the kids, who knows the game of basketball, who's going to be accountable, who's going to hold your son accountable because I'll, I'll keep it all the way 100 with you. There are going to be some times where this coach is going to yell at your son. And I mean, yell at them, yell at your son as if he is his child. And I had to learn as a parent and I had to be comfortable with this coach reprimanding, yelling, correcting, however you want to call it, my son while I, while I sat there. And so once we finally got a good coach, Sanjay was awesome. He played basketball himself in, in AAU. He played in high school, college. He played overseas. And so he could teach I felt like he could teach my son how to to learn how to play basketball, not just dribble the ball up and down the court and catch rebounds and, and play street ball. He needed to understand running 17s if you don't get it right, what it means to touch the line, what it means to be at practice on time, what does it mean to not only play basketball, but to use basketball as a vehicle to get to the next phase of life, whatever that phase in life is? This coach really connected with the team because they would call him and text him after the game. He would scream and holler at those kids. And then after the game was over, we're back at the hotel. They're all piled up in his room, even though he was screaming and yelling at them 30 minutes earlier. But that was a connection. And so you you want that kind of a coach when you're on an AAU team. Because I'm telling you, anything can go down on an AAU team. I mean, anything can go down on a game. Parents can get the arguing and stuff with it, with each other. You know, AAU parents are loud. They take it personal. They are really into the game, especially if they like the game. And now they got their son out there playing in the game yeah they about to get all the way all the way funky with you you know I wish I wish a parent on the other side would say something about my son you know that's the AAU mentality it is absolutely hilarious trust me after the games and we're back at the hotel drinking and talking about all the events that happened at the games it is hilarious and that's probably the best time that we had was after the games when the kids could go do their things and then the adults would meet outside by the patio smoking cigars and, and drinking and talking about what happened at the game. And did you see that was a bad ref or the other that mom over that mom over there with the red on? Did you see her? She was doing way too much, way, way, way too much. So, you know, you, you have to find a, a good a good coach. But and, and when you find a good coach and you allow that coach to coach your son, 
now the strategic plan for me was was in play. My son told me, oh, I want to go to the NFL. Now, if he goes to the NFL, I don't know. But my job is to help him prepare to do whatever his dream is. And I knew that he couldn't play basketball. He couldn't play football. I knew that he couldn't play football. But I had a coach that I trusted that could condition him and that could teach him how to compete. And he he was the kind of coach that would say, are you hurt or are you injured? You got two eyes. Don't worry about that one eye. (laughs) You know, he was that coach. They'll say some crazy stuff that you will hear in the black community at the playground. That's who he was. And that's who the players could connect with. He was stern, but he was good. He knew what he was talking about. My goal was for him to go and to play basketball, AAU basketball. So when he went out to to school, he was the best. He was the best because he had played on a competitive level that 90% of the other kids had not. He had he was conditioned more than any of the other kids that had not played at outside sports. He had a higher basketball IQ simply because he had played in so many games. And so all of these are, are things, are transferable skills that he can also take when he starts to play football. But a fifth grader doesn't understand that. They just know she got me playing basketball and I really want to play football. Okay, well, don't worry about it. You told me that you want to play football in the NFL. So let me do what I think I can do to help you get there. Right now, we're about to play AAU ball. Also, I think it's a sacrifice. Being on an AAU team is very glamorous. You get to travel. You get to, you know, stay in all different hotels. You get to go out to eat, you know. But it, there is also a sacrifice, especially if you're in an inner city basketball program, because there are going to be some kids with a whole lot of talent and with absolutely no money. So in those situations, you got to go pick this kid up. You might have to feed him. He might have to stay over at your night at your house for the night because it's too much for you to end your game at six o'clock and then go back and pick them back up the next morning at seven o'clock because we got an eight o'clock game. So you're going to have to take on some kids. It's a sacrifice. It's well worth it because now everybody's growing together. You're learning new people. You have different friends and different, different walks of life, but, but it still doesn't make it any less of a sacrifice. You know, you're you're sacrificing your you're in a hotel four nights a month, a minimum of four nights a month at $125, $150 a night. That's six hundred dollars in hotel. You gotta eat. Some kids may not have any money, so you gotta feed them. No weekends. You can't even really plan plan your weekends because your weekends are are you gotta you got a tournament. You got a tournament somewhere. I think I have a, not a lot of friends, but my my close friends, some of them felt very alienated because every time they called me to go out to eat or to just go have a drink with them, to come by and hang out, I was on my way to practice, coming back from practice or headed to a game. 
And it happened a lot. And the weekends that, that I did have friends, I just wanted to sit at home and do nothing. So, you know, my friends were, and luckily I have some really good friends. I thank God for my friends. They understood that, you know, I, I got a I got a basketball game. And, and they just kind of fell in line with it. You know, I, I would invite, you know, my family would come to the games and stuff. But, you know, it was a sacrifice. It, I, the friends that I had before were still my friends, but now I have a whole new set of friends. All the moms on the on the basketball team. Uh, those those were my new friends now because I see them <laughs> at practice, at the league, and every other weekend. That's a lot of time to spend with someone. So those become your new friends. And that doesn't negate the other friends, but there's a the part of your life that will need to be put on hold for the sacrifice of your child. I was okay with that. I was very much okay with that. You know, there, there are, there are a lot of, a lot of sacrifices to it. I mean, in addition to the money and the fees, you have to pay a fee to be on the team. You're buying tennis shoes, you buy new uniforms, and, and, and you're gonna and feed some kids. <laughs> you gotta have to feed some kids, okay? Because they coming and they might have five dollars that we about to be gone for three days. That's just how it is, and that's okay. That's okay because in my mind. It was if this kid really wants to play, their parent is not active, their parent has not come to a game, but this kid is always calling saying, can you come pick me up? How do you not come pick that that kid up? And it's a good kid too? And he plays? Yeah, you got to go pick that kid up. And that, that wasn't a problem because it also taught my son an example that when somebody needs your help and you see that they're willing to meet you halfway, you got to meet them. It's okay to help people out. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't trade any of those nights, weekends, months for anything in the world. I had some wonderful memories with my son that I will always treasure. I formed new friendships. I've grown to appreciate sports a whole hell of a lot, a whole hell of a lot more than I did before my son joined a team. Uh, my philosophy has always been I have one shot to raise my children. There are no do-overs. I can't do it again. I can't press rewind. I can't do any of that. I got one shot. What am I going to do with this one shot? So I have to do the best that I can right now in the moment, which is to prepare my children for what's coming next. Because they can't see that far. As a single mom, I don't want to have any regrets. I want my children to know that I was with you as much as I could be every step of the way. Because I cannot do it over. Well, that's it for today, y'all. Just remember, there is no one-size-fits-all manual to teach you how to be a single parent. Do what you can, then build up your village to help you do the rest, because there are no rewinds. This is Sophronia Ivory, hosting No Rewinds. Don't forget to press follow so we can chop it up next time. <music>